0: Welcome in to another episode of the eSports Network podcast, presented of course by eSports Network. I'm your host, Mitch Reams, and today I'm talking to Kasturi Rangan. He's the president for India and Americas for poll to win International. How are you doing today, Rangan? I'm doing well, Mitch. Thank you for the invite. Really happy to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for joining me. So Pull to win for people who aren't familiar, I'll let you do the elevator pitch for the company, but some quick background. Uh, They're a business-to-business company who've done a lot of work behind the scenes in gaming, but just recently they've stepped out into the spotlight a little bit with the acquisition of the India Tigers. That's one of the top PUBG Mobile teams, and happened back in September. They've rebranded them to the Orange Rock Esports team, and they're one of the best uh, PUBG Mobile teams. So we're going to be talking a lot about PUBG Mobile. We're going to be talking about that acquisition, and we're going to be talking about pull to win so I want to turn the mic over to you. How would you describe Pull2Win International to somebody who isn't familiar with the company?
1: Yeah, um, so Pull2Win International, you know, we, we're we focused on the future for gaming. We, um, you know, we've, we've, we help a lot of gaming companies, uh, you know, develop games, test games. Uh, but also we, you know, we've, we've got a workforce of over, you know, 4,000 people around the world who are, predominantly gamers and um you know we're very tied into the consumer market where we understand gamers really well um me being a gamer myself and my entire team all of us are gamers at heart and we want to give it back to the community we want to have something proud that we can represent and which is where the whole esports kind of conversation started and then um you know, way back in the day, I used to assist hosting tournaments, um, you know, with, with uh, ESWC and then working with uh, CPL, Cal, like this is like way I'm talking 15 years back. And I always wanted to get back into the scene with India and esports. And um, yeah, I'm really excited uh, that, that we made that move. And, you know, Pull2Win as a company, we we're very focused on games and bringing the best, you know, games, um, you know, helping companies release the best games in the market. So uh, kind of ties into that because, you know, we've got we've got the um, um, you know, audience also covered in um, India and yeah, we have we have big plans, which I'm sure you'll hear about us soon in the next month.
0: Yeah, and I'm really excited to dive into some of those plans. Obviously, there's some things that you haven't announced yet, but there's already plenty of things to talk about. I'm curious why PUBG Mobile to start it off with. The company's based in California, which is basically the epicenter of Western esports. You've got Riot Games, you've got Activision Blizzard. So why go target a market uh, across the world, and why in PUBG Mobile? What was the reasoning?
1: Well, the first thing we got we got to look at, you know, for us where we looked at in terms of markets, right? The North American market, I mean, you have a lot of established teams from, you know, Cloud9, G2E, Fnatic, you know, and, and, um, we, we're always looking to, um, really support and empower growth countries. Um, you know, we're looking at Brazil, we're looking at Vietnam, we're looking at India. Um, and we feel that, you know, India is going to be the next China. Uh, I actually gave a presentation about that two weeks back at the Seattle Games conference. And, um, you know, one in every four uh, individuals around the world is either Indian or uh, is from China. And we thought, you know, India could be the next biggest uh, gaming market. And we strongly believe that um, the spend is happening as we speak. And uh, a little bit of background about why we got into PUBG Mobile in itself is the fact that India took, um, you know, I, I, you know I, I grew up in India way back and I, I thought India is going to mature to, um you know, in terms of uh, the spend and in terms of adoption of, you know, video games as uh, expansive as it has been in North America, Europe, and China and Japan and Korea, I thought it was going to happen sometime around 2025. But what happened is a very interesting turn happened about two years back. Uh, PUBG mobile launched in India. uh, And then they, you know, out of nowhere, almost every, every, every other person in India started playing PUBG mobile and it was very surprising because um, you know, next thing you know, you have you know um, celebrities coming out of it, influencers coming out of it, esports teams coming out of it. Uh, we're talking, and I'm not talking in the level of you know five thousand, ten thousand. I'm talking. Like some of the top streamers, some of the top uh, esports teams, when they play, the viewership is in the millions. One of the top, uh, you know, influencers, if you uh, like, scout or model, like when they when they're streaming, you you have like sixty, seventy thousand concurrent views, which is similar to what Ninja has uh, today. And so we we saw it exploding, and we saw that people are loving the game and they're, they're watching it. Um, and it actually happened because I think uh, companies like Reliance and 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 you know they they made. 4g very accessible to um to all of the you know to to the entire indian audience and that in in turn you know uh helped with uh you know essentially every class of citizen to be able to you know um <clears throat> experience gaming and pubg mobile is also a very <clears throat> competitive um sport i mean me being a pc gamer myself i never thought you know, anyone would say mobile games. I would just, you know, I would be like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I don't even know. Like, I mean, mobile games and esports. Ah, I don't think I don't think the world's ready for that yet. <laughs> and, um, but no, I was actually proven wrong because, you know, we, we looked at the game. We did a lot of due diligence, a lot of research. We hired a scout to even go check out some of the teams and see what's going on. And we found out that it's extremely competitive. It's extremely well-balanced in terms of gameplay. And um, it's not, it's not, you know, there's no, there's not real luck involved, or, or it's pure skill. I mean, it's uh, just like any other game out there. And that took us, that was very reaffirming for us when we that whole due diligence process. And then, you know, we hired a scout, and um, we said, okay, let's 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 go find the best four people in India, and uh, let's get them together, and let's form Orange Rock.
0: I love it. It's a really cool story and there's a lot of interesting things you just covered in there. I think it says a ton about the mobile versus PC attitudes and how they've shifted recently because for a long time mobile games you thought you heard mobile game and you thought Candy Crush or you thought you you thought those like very simple, usually very freemium models and now, thanks to really rapid advancements in phone technology, we're not just playing esports, we're playing Battle Royale esports, which are the most complicated esport in terms of server load. You have to load up every single player in the lobby and refresh them. And they're very dynamic. This is something that wasn't, wouldn't have even been possible on a mobile phone in 2015. And now you have every single major Battle Royale has... A mobile component. I think it just says a ton about how fast phone technology is moving and how it's also very accessible. It's all not just top of the line phones that can run this game, but you know, quite a few. Obviously, there's performance enhancements for top of the line phones, but a lot of smartphones can run something like PUBG Mobile, which allows it to be very accessible to a big audience. And I think that's one of the main reasons why it's really taken off in India in such a big way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and and if you look at the, you know, for the Indian audience, I think it was the perfect kind of timing right when 4G was accessible and then comes out PUBG Mobile. um, And PUBG Mobile was anyways trending. You know, they did a good job, you know, Tencent did a good job with uh, keeping the game. Um, very mobile-esque, like not, not trying to like really get the same experience on the PC, but really try to um, you know, keep it to mobile and keep it to its performance, and and kind of modify the game and keep it separate. Um, you know, from the PC experience. And uh, I mean, it worked out wonders. I mean, if if I like, I can tell you, like, literally two years back. You know, um, and I'm I'm, part, I'm very close to the community out there. I, I know the community in and out, and and I try to support. You know, a lot of gamers out there, and you know, I always like look for teams to support, like between you know Counter Strike, Dota, League, uh, Tekken. And I'm always in conversation with these players and, you know, when you look at the viewership, um, when you look at the number of people that are playing it, <clears throat> we're talking max about five, ten thousand 10,000 concurrent, like that's, that's the max you're going to get from some of the, maybe the number one team for any of these games in India. And they're not even on world stage, sadly, because they're not empowered by, you know, the support system and the infrastructure, like, you know, like hardware is expensive, games are expensive. Um, you know, and then you have a lot of cultural influence where games are viewed um, sort of in a negative way um, because we can get a little conservative in our value system. So uh, with all that mix, you know, mobile being so uh, easily accessible and, you know, people, you know, they they can play at any time and it's not too expensive and you have 4G for free and, you know, it, it just exploded. I mean, one in every, I think the last statistic I read, and I could be wrong, but I think one in every, uh, four or five people uh, either know about PUBG or play PUBG in India. And when you look at PUBG Mobile, even in terms of the viewership, if you look at the PMCO or PMIT or any of the top you know championships that go on, which Tencent's you know, heavily invested over the last two years, I mean, the viewership is mad. I mean, when North America and Europe is playing, we I, I see about less than 5,000 concurrent. And when I see India, it's, it's, it's 60, 70, 80,000 concurrent. Which is unheard of, which is, you know, almost like four or five million views uh, for just one match. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: when you say four or five people in India know about PUBG Mobile, we're talking 200 to 250 million people who know about this game. And that's an audience size that is bigger than even the most generous estimate for how many people watch League of Legends World Finals was just under 100 million from 2018. So just to talk about how many people are aware of it and how many people then can watch it, it's almost remarkable that more people haven't inv- invested in the India esports scene before this.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I think we had a good end because you know we we understand the market really well. We've got two offices in India. I've got about a thousand people there, um, close to about coming up on thousand now, and you know we. We know the market really well, and and India is a tricky market because uh, you need to know the ins and outs of, you know, from the government to uh, you know every state is different. Uh, if you look at, um, you know, every state, the influences, everyone's different. So I think I think what I've you know what I've seen in the past is some of the top teams. You know, when I've had some conversations with uh, some of them, they've always been a little skeptical because they don't want to be experimenting with unknown territories, and it's not it's not their sweet spot. It's not where they feel like uh, they have a good handle on and uh, they kind of wait for everyone else to experiment and then jump in, uh, which might actually be the case in 2020. I I think in 2020, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I mean, I do know some information which I can't share right now, but uh, I can tell you at least uh, three of the top five teams in the world are going to be starting a PUBG mobile team in India. And Fanatic just announced like about four weeks
0: back, um, mm-hmm. three yeah, of the top five yeah. are going to be having pubg because yeah i was going to mention fanatic opened <clears> up some indie offices acquired a pubg mobile team earlier this summer but you're, you're telling me that the floodgates are just creaking open right now and the the big names are all jumping in really soon
1: yep everyone's going to be jumping in pretty soon and um if anything i think it's it's and, and even we had a good conversation with uh tencent and and even they've you know, promise to really invest heavily into the esports market in India and they see it I mean it's their audience they're making money out of it so um, I mean really good support of all around I think um, it's going to take it to the next level and you know it, I'm very excited for 2020 I can tell you that much because um, you know I, I can give you a quick background on, on, on how we even formed the team you know that'll give you maybe a little bit of a snippet yeah, please do um, you know we you know we, we said you know but let, let's try to find the top four players that we can. And we looked at, and, and again, you know, we don't know anything about you know PUBG Mobile. We're not, I mean, we haven't been aren't the experts at it in terms of uh, you know knowing who are the top players and stuff. So we hired a scout, uh, and we spent a lot of time um, researching and, and really getting our hands dirty with the game and with the, with the people who are playing it and with the game mechanics. With uh, really, is there a scope like a five-year plan to this, right? Or is it just like a knee-jerk reaction that we're looking at? And and then we saw that. It's looking amazing. Everything looks good. And we said, okay, let's find the top four. And we picked up two players from Team India Tigers. They came number three um, in the global championships representing India. And then the global championships, um, sadly, you know, they, they had visa issues, which is a whole sub- oh. separate subject, you know, dealing with India, that they couldn't actually go play the finals. But uh, so we said, okay, we, we saw all of their matches, their videos. We saw two of these players are really promising. So we picked two of them. And then we picked up uh, one of the player from one of the other top teams in India. And then uh, we picked up uh, another kind of upcoming player and we formed Orange Rock. So, um, and when we formed it, I mean, we thought, okay, you know what, we're going to give it eight months until they come. And we said, you know what, even if you guys come in the top five, we're okay with it. Um, And next thing you know, these guys are wrecking it. I mean... They're uh, literally winning every scrim. They won almost, I think, ninety percent of all all the scrims, all the small tournaments that happen. Um, and and they're overpowering. I mean, um, and and we were like taken aback because out of nowhere, the team we actually formed is, I mean, they, everyone. I mean, if, if 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 I read the comments, they were like, you know, Orange Rock is the number one team in India, and uh, I was like taken aback. I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be like number three, number four and um yeah i mean orange rock and, and then we played pmit which was uh, the biggest championship for india uh, with the prize pool of 200 300000 and uh, it's fairly small compared to pmco which is about 2.5 million but um we you know we were trending number 1 we were the fan favorites walking in and this is just 3 months of us forming the team and we could hear the crowds cheering you know for orange rock and we you know we're number one till the eleventh match and and then you know things started going a little you know um i mean didn't, didn't didn't work well for us and we came number two in the country but um you know it was it was still amazing for us to you know we set up a boot camp we got them all together so there's so many stories I can tell you about um yeah i mean it was it was really an interesting um, new experience for us and and it's proven to be very you know successful.
0: That's remarkable. I mean, to acquire a team and to initially be a fan favorite, how did you help cultivate those fan efforts? Was it just team performance or did you start hitting them with some content and some things out there supporting? Or just the skill of the Orange Rock players enough to become that fan favorite, that number one team in India from the get go?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, None actually. No content. Oh. I mean, we I think getting into it, we said that, you know, I'm a gamer myself. I don't wanna I, I I don't wanna treat it like a business. I don't wanna treat it like um you know, like a money-making machine like other people treat it, like some people treat it. And I mean you gotta you gotta break even and that'll help for the growth of the team and growth of the you know, valuation or whatever. But I think the focus was let's try to build, let's try to put India on the map. We can find Four of the best players, take them, like they'll be world number one. That's the goal. Everything else you know, aside, we lose money, we lose anything, it's fine, but let's give it our best shot, is, is how we started with it. And we didn't care about promotion, we didn't care about, um, uh, you know, but, but our marketing team has been stellar. I mean, they've been very helpful in um, putting together, I mean, you know, content for the team, like in terms of, um, you know, making sure like their branding and everything else is really good. But Really, I mean, they, we said, you know, you just play and focus on trying to win the championship and um, and organically it just grew. I mean, in the last four months, they've had, I think, close to about 10 million views on all their videos.
0: Wow. That's absolutely insane for a team that was acquired and rebranded less than three, four months ago. That's a, that's a really insane viewership and just speaks to the size of the Indian market. You mentioned some of the other things that are happening in India esports. Can you help build out what other games are popular around there? Are there any PC titles, or do they really trend more towards mobile? And do you want to expand to other esports in the future, uh, either in the India market or not?
1: Oh, uh, great, good questions. I'll, I'll, I'll try to answer them one by one. With uh, you know the, the the other games that are played in India, I mean you have Counter Strike, you have Dota, you have League. Uh, Fortnite's uh, kind of up and coming, even though it's almost like you know it's reached its peak in North America and it's almost dying now. But it um, India's 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 fairly u- usually a little um, you know they 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 adopt things a little later than you know um, other other regions. And but when they you know get on it, they love it. And so with with Counter Strike, Dota, and League, it's not it's not as popular as PUBG Mobile. PUBG Mobile is I would say 10x. More popular, 10x more viewership. Um, there's nothing that's come close to it. Uh, Clash of Clans, for sure, on the mobile side. Um, but nothing like the viewership that PUBG Mobile has. Um, but the future, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly we're just waiting right now. At this point, we're looking at Call of Duty. We're looking at um, different up and coming games that the market's going to adopt. And you know, to answer the second part of your question in terms of plans for 2020 and and the road ahead. We are looking to expand heavily. I mean, this was more like a litmus test for us, for in terms of what we have planned for Orange Rock. We're going to be investing maybe 10x, um, you know, or, or you know, around the world in, in many strategic initiatives. Um, I cannot I cannot really mention the number because we're a publicly listed company, but we have some very big investment plans around the world um, to be getting heavily into esports communities um, and just bringing people together. Um, and in terms of for India specific, we are planning to start uh, a second team. We want to have an all um, an all girl, all all female, all woman team uh, if possible. We want to have some casters. We want to have, um, yeah. We I mean we we a production team like a bunch of different things that we're looking at right now.
0: Cool. I mean, hey, when you've been so popular from the get go, you might as well start expanding. Feels like the natural next step. I was just looking at some of the other things, and it really surprises me that Riot hasn't doesn't have a an India-based League of Legends division. I mean, we've just seen two new ones get opened up in a place like Turkey. And when you look at the India esports opportunity, you mentioned League of Legends as a game that's popular there. It surprises me that Riot isn't investing heavily in that region and help building that out because the audience is... Uh, it's the biggest audience in the in the world or it could be if you cultivate it in the right way
1: yeah absolutely i mean it's i mean if you look at volumes right numbers i mean once the numbers are there i mean between india and china we have what close to about 3.2 billion people one in every four you know human being is indian or or from china as i said so i feel like at, at some point they will catch up and they will um you know invest heavily into india um i'm, I'm pretty sure um I, I think i think everyone is having this this is what happened when when Ch- just right before china you know went through the explosion of video games right um you had consoles being banned you had um you know the, the government was fairly strict with regulations and um it was it was really difficult to penetrate into china so i think they might be having the same scare in terms of okay it's an unknown territory how do we deal with it uh, but yeah, I would, I would, I would love to see Riot and other companies come and invest heavily. I mean, um, we do know that Rockstar has a really good presence in India. They open up an office in Bangalore. We know, a couple of other gaming companies have that. Um, you know, EA's got a big presence. Uh, I helped start it way back, and same thing with Ubisoft. So I just think it's a matter of time when they catch up, and um, it will be really good. I mean, it it, it just needs the. Um, You know, esports, I mean, gaming in general gets more popular when you have a lot of esports activities, right? You have tournaments, you have get togethers, you have weekly leagues, you have all of that going on. That's what builds the community and builds the retention of the game. So I'm not really sure why Riot's not already there. But, uh, I mean, if they do, we would love to actually even help them. So,
0: Yeah, absolutely. Is there, I think that's something that every region has these stories. You hear it a lot from uh, Chinese pros when they talk about starting their careers gaming and a lot of times their parents were not supportive and eventually came around. Some didn't even come around. It happened. It happens really everywhere. It, it You hear it from Americans, from Europeans, just because of the education that has to be done uh, about the gaming space. And as I think attitudes have definitely changed in South Korea and China towards gaming as they've seen how big it can go, but that's probably some education Considering how new this gaming boom is to India, there's a lot of education that must be done in administration, like you mentioned visa issues. So they're probably not being classified as professional athletes like they are in a lot of other countries. And that makes it really hard to travel for, uh, for events. And so that's something that a lot of other regions dealt with and speaks to just how, how new the India esports scene is in a lot of ways. So how does that how will attitudes start changing when you see the popularity of this, you see some events pop up? Do you think that'll start changing attitudes, help those visa issues get ironed out, have more parents support their kids going into maybe a career as a professional gamer or something related to the gaming industry? Uh, It just takes education, right?
1: It takes education. I mean, we uh, Tencent actually made a documentary about, um, you know, featuring one of our players. You know, you, you can see that documentary that pretty much gives you a bird's eye view into the PUBG mobile scene in India. Um, and, and they'd requested for, you know, one of our top players to, you know, be featured in that. And the story was actually around sort of kind of based on the, you know, using Orange Rock as, as the key team um, in the background. And you know, they, they visit I mean, Carrie, uh, you know, is one of our top players, you know, they visit his family, they they talk to his family. And the, the thing is the Indian, you know, the you know, our families back back in India are extremely um you know, they, they love their kids a lot, they they you know, they, they want to give them the best and they're very, very uh close that they get are uh, really worried if they step step into out of the ordinary, right? And when I say out of the ordinary I'm talking about video games um you know it's always do you want to be a good doctor you want to be a good engineer do you want to be a good mathematician i mean it's it's always around science and they feel like that's the safer bet um but the moment you know they start getting into like artistic stuff um you know they get a little paranoid or worried um you know but it's changing i mean it's opening up i mean tencent's done a really good job of really trying to break the mold of um you know the 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 You know, there were some news articles saying that, oh, our kids like, you know, killing themselves or, or, you know, because of PUBG and stuff. And, um, you know, there was a lot of like random negative press around, um, you know, which wasn't really I I felt which wasn't really fair to uh, esports and gaming in general, because they started viewing gaming as um, more like an addiction that's going to lead to something really bad. And I mean, you know, gaming is not dangerous. I mean uh, crossing the street in India is dangerous. I mean, you might, you're, you're more probability getting killed cross, crossing the street in India than playing a video game, than playing PUBG mobile. So, uh, I just think that that attitude will change eventually. And, um, I'm really hoping that, you know, because I, I'm very proud of, you know, India growing up there and I really want, you know, um, um, you know, gamers from India, you know, to really be world number one at some point. So, um, so yeah, but yeah, to, to your point, it, it is changing. Um, I think, you know, like 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 you and I said, you know, the activities that these gaming companies um, see in itself will be very helpful, and that'll change the perception, and they'll view esports as a sport than viewing it as a pastime activity.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that the Western world went through as well for a long time. You see the negative press. I mean, it was just in the the president of the United States talking about how. Uh, we have to look at violent video games as the cause for these shootings. And so it, it, there's always going to be a little bit of a of a misunderstanding about what gaming is and how it affects people. No matter how many academic studies are done that show that there is no link to these other negative things, then you still have the World Health Organization classifying gaming addiction as a legitimate disease. And there, there's all these different things that make it hard to continue yeah, it's, gaming. It's like- yeah,
1: I think it's it's all coming from, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm just going to throw it out there. The, the the generation that is not able to catch up to the snap generation and it's their fault. I mean, they're just getting, um, you know, they're not getting used to the ways of the future. I mean, um, you know, most of these people who are talking about it, they don't, they don't understand millennials. They don't understand Gen Y and Gen Zs of the world. And they feel like they want to impose their value system onto them. And that's where it's coming from. Um, You know, being a gamer myself, I mean, in fact, gaming helped me, uh, you know, when my mom passed away, it it helped me recover and, um, you know, kind of get me out of a little bit of a depression, you know, and because I was lost in Skyrim, I was playing Skyrim and it was very therapeutic. And, um, you know, it was very helpful. I think, if anything, games are more of a therapy than a disease. And I think... um, you know, a lot of these people actually need to start playing some games before they start making comments around, uh, around it.
0: I like that. Games are more of a therapy than they are of a disease. I, I really identify with that. And uh, especially every winter, you know, in Oregon, it gets it's gray out right now. It's rainy out right now. So each year I save the single player campaigns, the, the, the Skyrims, the worlds that you can get lost in uh, for the winter because usually I, I experience some form of seasonal depression. And so it's nice to have those other worlds saved to go dive into. I've got God of War queued up, ready to ready to get back into that world uh, this winter. And so I, I really think that's important. And gaming does do so many good things for the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, and, and sorry, I'm sorry, I mean, not to rant um, you know, around it, but it's just, it is pretty frustrating when... Um, oh, yeah? you know all of these organizations don't see see the good side of it and you know heck you know all of us gamers i mean we're all we're all good people you know we we love our games we just sit and play i mean and 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 to kind of make it sound like so negative and so misrepresented is very very annoying and and i think it'll change over time uh it'll change with education it'll change with the new generation taking on some of these roles, maybe the next generation of presidents would know better um, as well. So, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, everything changes as as we get older and we have a whole generation of people. I mean, I'm, I'm fairly young, but I still grew up on games that weren't anything like what we're playing today, like the GameCube, Mario. And so when you have these kids, the the Fortnite generation, as they're often called, growing up on really complex video games and with esports and competitive video games around them as this audience matures and you have people into their 30s and 40s who have, remember, a a large gaming world. It's going to, attitudes towards gaming are going to change because it'll be the norm to have a positive view of it and not a negative view. But for now, the people in power in a lot of cases have no idea about gaming. They've never, uh, they've never even considered it or thought about it and they clearly haven't done their research about it so it does get infuriating i'm with you right yeah, now. I, I play,
1: yeah and I, I come from the same generation i mean i've played doom i've played uh, duke nukem 3d Hexen, heretic like all these games if you look at them they look a little violent uh wolfenstein 3d i mean you know but I've never, like, even thought of harming anyone. I've never even, like, if anything, I want to help the world, heal the world, and leave a legacy that can support, you know, the better for humanity and just make sure everyone's safe and everyone's happy. So, I mean, video games are, are, you know, I just so perceived, you know, so wrongly. And, and, yeah, I think it'll eventually change.
0: It's funny that people consider video games to be violent. And then there's never been a period in human history where, what people did for entertainment wasn't violent in some way, you know. You you go all the way back in time. You got gladiators. Then you have jousting. You have uh, fights. You have boxing. You have uh, movies. Violent books, and books about war, and it's there's. It, it's funny that some people people some for some reason see video games as a divergence when in reality they're just the natural extension of what humans have always done for entertainment i think it says a lot about us as a species not a ton about video games in general uh but that's that's the standard and video games are way more complex i i think they're better than uh tv because when you're watching tv you're watching violence when you're playing a video game you're thinking about strategy you're playing csgo you're not thinking oh shoot that guy in the head you're thinking about which point to rush where to throw your smoke it's it, 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 the violence is secondary to the actual strategy. That's just the mode they use to get there and to make the strategic game.
1: Yeah, it's like, and, and, but it's it's like shooting a bow and arrow, but not in real life. And, and at the same time, it's, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's it, it's always just fun. You're just playing with friends. You know, you know, never does. I, I don't think I can guarantee this. 99.9 percent of gamers, it's not that after it's not their thought that oh my god, I want to go do this on the streets. Never have I ever heard. Yeah. And in fact, most gamers that I've that I've you know, and I'm talking about, I, I can give statistics. I mean, I started communities way back, even if it was like micro communities of 5,000 plus people in 2002. And, you know, I can tell you, they were all like really good, genuine kids. And-
0: it, It's, I think it's it's almost every gamer, anybody involved in esports, it's their pet peeve is when you see those things, you're just like, that's not the community. We're in this community day in, day out. And so when we see that kind of stuff, it's like, this is not accurate. The people in this community are not violent. They are they are pacifists in, in most uh, in most cases. But I want to get back to Rock Esports. Mm-hmm. So you guys have had a lot of success in in different events, placing top three in ESL, one of the top teams in India. What's next? What is the PUBG mobile competitive structure looks like? Where can people watch Rock Esports?
1: So uh, first thing is we're making some roster changes right now um, after PMCO. So ESL, we qualified. You know, We were number one. I mean, we were... We were I mean, we were not. We were not number one. We were qualified, and we had to go to Berlin to represent. And almost every team in the world said that Orange Rock is going to win it. And the sad part is, you know, we had visa issues, and and we, in fact, you know, we. It was very, very frustrating. The fact that, um, you know, the ESL guys definitely did a good job of trying to help us out and stuff. But we, I, I had employed immigration lawyers, all kinds of people, like just to make sure that our paperwork is all right. And, uh, it's just a lack of, again, you know, lack of knowledge and information from the government. Um, and I think that'll change too, and that'll be hopefully good. Now, on the second part of your question in terms of, you know, where to watch orange Rocky sports and stuff, uh, we may, we'll, we'll, we'll be making some big announcements. We'll be bringing on, um, we're making a roster change with two players. It'll be out on the news soon. Um, and you know, we will, we'll have a new four going in and, If anything, um, again, you know, we'll have our own, you know, YouTube channel and, you know, we'll try to restream and and stream some of our stuff. Uh, But most of the events, the way they controlled is, I mean, they control the media rights to it. So unless they provide us like, you know, restreaming access, uh, it'll be hard. But most of the Indian esports is on YouTube and Instagram right now. Like no one's on Facebook, no one's on Twitter uh, no one's on Twitch. Uh, no one's on Mixer. Perfect. Everyone's on YouTube. And uh, you Google Orange Rock Esports on YouTube right now, you'll see, you know, five million views on the first page itself, like, um, like with twenty to thirty videos. And um, so yeah, it's all going to be on YouTube uh, through different, you know, uh,
0: avenues, channels. Cool. YouTube has really been incredibly smart about how they've targeted other markets to to build up that audience you see i remember i used to write for a fortnite website and you'd see these streams come like uh from spain or from brazil or something like that that would just have these massive amount of viewers and it just showed that twitch was not in those markets and youtube helped support them and built up their audience there to the point where if you ask somebody in in america where they'd probably watch an esports stream they'd say twitch but if you ask somebody in a lot of countries around the world, they would say YouTube, unless it's China, in which case they're going to say Douyu or one of the China proprietary sites. But that's it says a lot about YouTube, and I think they've done a great job of building up other markets and building up their market share in places that are underutilized by Twitch. And that was really smart. That's a shout out to Quiz for doing that one. I think he's what he was one of the lead proponents. I've seen some interviews with him. He's head of gaming for YouTube. Um, Great guy, absolutely, yeah. But that's awesome. So you have ESL helping support the PUBG mobile scene. How do you hope to see the PUBG mobile scene develop over the years? Do you is this something that ESL is going to keep carrying the banner on? Do you want to see more? I I don't.
1: Yeah, ESL. I don't think ESL is going to be. I mean, unless ESL really gets it together and puts in a lot more money, because the I mean, honestly, like when I look at the numbers, I mean, and our team, like, you know, we, we pay them, we're the best paying team in all of India. We play way better than, you know, every team out there. And uh, because we want them, we set up the most, most, you know, beautiful camp for them and get them the best gear, get them everything the best. Um, and, but we, we got at least like, you know, break even on some of that investment. Right. And, and for us, the break even happens through merchandising, happens through sponsorships, happens through, uh, you know, tournament winnings. And. Uh, ESL, you know, at two hundred k, it's nothing. I mean, they they need to up the game. Uh, they get the kind, they get really good viewership, but um, you know, they need to they need to go higher than that. They need to, they need to put in a good price pool for uh, PUBG Mobile. And I think I, I think I think uh, on the second part of that, I think Tencent's, I mean, we are in conversation with Tencent, and they've been wonderful. And I think they're they're making some really big moves for twenty twenty. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to share that right now. But I can tell you, we're looking in, in the millions in terms of, um, you know, investment from Tencent into the esports uh, scene for PUBG Mobile and, and into some different formats, not just uh, a straight up uh, tournament.
0: It's good to see that. That's awesome to hear some some sort of uh, league structure like the PUBG Championship, which actually has a really cool league structure. I'm not saying that that's what it's going to look like, but... There are some cool models out there for different ways to do battle royale leagues and these comprehensive structures and not just relying on the third party tournament organizer. So when you see you have a game that has so much popularity, it's not a stretch for said to be like, "All right, let's let's support this scene, let's build this scene up." And you know, you might have a an esport that quickly rises in the ranks. And I'm curious, you know, with how quickly mobile gaming is rising, when do you think we see the first mobile title truly break into that tier one esport area? You know, your League of Legends, CSGO, Dota. When do we get a mobile title up there with those? Because it's only a matter of time.
1: Yeah, I mean, we do know that, um, you know, a lot of these, I mean, we don't know that, you know, between right, between the names that you just mentioned, they're all working on t- titles in, in, in secrecy. Whether it's you know PC console, mobile, or something next gen, but I but I can I can I, I can you know foresee the fact that they're all working on something um, um, you know next gen for mobile as well, and I, I I would say it's only a matter of someone really trying to get it together, right? Like I, I'm I'm still surprised why is there no Age of Empires on mobile, which is you know competitive. You know it's the easiest game to play on touch. You can play Civilization on on mobile. Um, That's a good point. I mean Age of Empires. Back in the day, it was like one of the most competitive uh, strategy games out there, and so it's only a matter of time between League figures out its mechanics or, or how uh, you know they they, they want to you know captivate the mobile scene. Um, but it's 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 I think first person shooter has already been proven, so that's a big win. Um, now it's a matter of people jumping on that genre and pretty much trying to replicate or or, or innovate. Um, you know the way PUBG has uh, beautifully done it. Um, I mean, uh, in terms of RTS and and strategy and, um, um, you know, MOBA for that matter, I think MOBA, there has to be one good MOBA game and then that'll be it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a stretch. I got to play some Age of Empires. It's been a while since I've played Age of Empires. It's a good reminder. Might have to do that after I finish up my work. I get a (laughs) a little bit of time in that game and, But thank you so much. That was everything I wanted to talk to you about. I think we covered a lot about attitudes towards gaming, about Orange Rock, about PUBG Mobile, about India's esports scene. So I want to give you the floor one last time to say anything else about Orange Rock or uh, Pull to Win. What do you guys have planned in the future or where they can find you right now?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, we're, we're we're Orange Rocky Sports on Instagram and and um, on on. I mean, we're not very active on YouTube because we're all most of our content is restreamed. But we're active on Instagram for a lot of updates. And uh, all I can say is we're working on something very big that's gonna most probably disrupt um, you know everything for gamers uh, in 2020, which will launch. Uh, so we're really excited. So do follow us and and you know you could get more information uh, you know from our Instagram page. But I mean. The last thing I would just say is, um, you know, shout out to all the gamers around the world. Uh, keep gaming and, and, and keep it real and, and you know, uh, live your life.
0: Shout out to all the gamers around the world. I might start ending my podcast with that. I'm going to steal it from you. But that's a great thing to leave off with. So this is the Esports Network podcast. I'm Mitch Reams. We're going to link everything you need about Orge Rock Esports if you want to learn more about them. And shout out to all the gamers around the world.